Welcome back to the show. Again, at halftime, Raptors leading the Warriors 60-57. to Great first half. Outstanding first half by Kyle Lowry, the veteran point guard, with 21 points in that first half. 7-10 from the floor, 4-5 from 3. Added 6 rebounds and 6 assists. Quiet first half for Kawhi. We've seen that in the series a little bit. It's been phenomenal in the second half. Only 9 points and equal 9 points for Steph Curry. Clay leading the Warriors with 18 points and 11 for Andre Iguodala. Told you Saints minicamp wrapped up today out at camp on Airline Drive. And I don't know how much we learned, but it was certainly good to see everybody out there. It's almost like uh, our own little summer retreat uh, here at the media. Get to see everybody. One of the guys we saw out there today was Jacques Doucet, who's a sports anchor and reporter for WAFB Channel 9 in Baton Rouge. You know Jacques. He's on Twitter at Jacques Doucet. Jacques, what's going on, buddy? Seth, good to be with you. Uh, yeah, first time I was checking out the Saints in, in a while, so uh, good to be on your show. I don't know how knowledgeable I can be, but uh, <laughs> I'll do my best with you. <laughs> well, tell us what you saw out there. For, I, I always like this, and one of the reasons I said, Tim, you know, see if Jock wants to come on, because I know he's out there. I always like fresh eyes. You know, if, you, if you're outside the bubble looking in, uh, sometimes you get a little clearer picture of what you see. So what you see out there? Well, I, I thought today was kind of like uh, school's out for summer. It was, uh, was kind of like the guys were all in an upbeat mood. They, they knew that they were going to be on break until late July, and, and certainly that was reflected in the post-game uh, or the post-practice locker room because there was, there was nobody to interview in the locker room afterwards. We all went in there and we saw a few people, but not many. But, uh, you know, it was good to, see, uh, good to see Drew Brees out there firing the football around. Uh, looked like he had zip on his passes. Uh, trying to hook up with uh, Jared Cook, uh, the big acquisition that tied in a couple of times. Uh, that was, uh, I think, one he hit or, or one that was off Cook's fingertips. Another one was broken up. Uh, and then the guys, like I said, were having fun. Uh, Kim, Alvin Kamara and uh, Teddy Bridgewater decided to switch jerseys uh, during practice, and that fooled some of the fans. You know, Bridgewater <laughs> was running over, and they were saying, Hey, Alvin! Hey, Kamara! And uh, so that was uh, – that was funny, and then Coach Payton kind of joked about how he had some new offensive uh, ideas in his head after seeing those two guys switch jerseys. So, you know, and, and unseasonably cool as well. I mean, uh, when we get out there in July, it's going to be uh, going to be a scorcher. Today, it really felt good out there with the cool weather and the breeze and everything. Everyone seemed to kind of enjoy the day. It's interesting you mentioned Jared Cook there because he's kind of been the talk of camp. And I'm, from my perspective, I always try to like slow the hype here, Jock, because Jared Cook's been an okay tight end. You know, a pretty good tight end, I guess. Okay is probably a little shot at him. He's been better than okay in his career. But I, the hype to me around Jared Cook just screams of, you know, summer hype that we've seen for the Saints or LSU over the years that turns out to be just that hype. Uh, are you buying the hype? Am I off base here? Get me on, either on or off this bus, Jock. Man, I, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, the guys aren't wearing pads. They're in shorts. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's no contact for the most part. I mean, just looking at the guy up close, he, he looked, uh, you know, like a big, strong, imposing guy that could be a threat in the passing game. Um, you know, he, he comes from an organization that hasn't had very much success, obviously. Uh, I found over the years that Drew Brees seems to make everybody better. We see that before guys show up and what their numbers are, and we see that after they leave New Orleans and how their numbers drop. So uh, I, I really don't have a, a authoritative opinion on that at this point. I'm kind of looking to, to see how it goes. But with Ben Watson departing, certainly there's a very big opportunity for him there. And, uh, you know, obviously the Saints have been burned with the uh, 
what was Colby's name? Fle- Fleeter? Fle- yeah, Fleener, yeah. yeah. We forgot already, right? We, we, we want to erase that from our memory, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a lot of money that didn't go very far. So hopefully this would be much better. Yeah, Jacques Doucet, who uh, works over WFB Channel 9 in Baton Rouge, at Jacques Doucet on Twitter. All right, I want to pick your brain on, on a subject you know, and that's LSU baseball, because uh, you were over there covering this series with Florida State. And, and without you know poisoning our conversation here, what did you make about LSU's season and the season ending last weekend? Well, I think it was just a lot of missed opportunities. And when you get into a super regional like that, um, when you know the, the the mistakes are magnified, you know the first game um, they get first, they get second and third with only one out. They strike out twice when they were up one nothing. Talking about LSU, Sal Garza, you know round second base doesn't touch the bag, um, and then in the second game, uh, just just more of the same. I think uh, Giovanni the Giacomo getting thrown out there at third base was a pretty brutal mistake and and, and kind of one that really resonated and then you know Zach Watson ties up the game and then he tries to stretch at the second base and is thrown out I mean all those kind of mistakes just kind of uh, piled up their starting pitching didn't get them very far and the fact that uh, you know Landon Morso uh, and Cole Henry combined for less than six innings of work they had some two fabulous uh, relief appearances by Todd Peterson and then uh, you know Devin Fontenot pitched out of his mind uh, but at the end of the day, those big crowds at LSU that came out and supported the team and just made some tremendous atmospheres uh, went home unhappy. Um, you know, you, you make the Sweet 16, basically, which is what Will Wade and the basketball team did, and, and, and everyone's thrilled. And then when baseball does it for the eighth time in 12 years, people shrug and say, well, so what? You know, uh, yeah. you're supposed to go to Omaha. You're supposed to win it. So those are, those are the expectations. I know it, was, it looked – Coach Maneri's had a tough year. His father's passed away. His team didn't live up to their number one ranking. And uh, Antoine Duplan is one of his favorite players of all time. Those two shared some emotional moments in the dugout after his career wrapped up. Uh, Duplantis was in tears. LSU's all-time hit leader. So uh, just, just, just rough to not see the team advance uh, to Omaha. Uh, Jacques, you, you and your team at WFB had some great stuff on Mike Martin this last week, some packages on TV and even on Twitter. I thought it was – interesting to say the least the reaction and and the greeting from LSU fans to Mike Martin he deserved the greeting you know greeting like a a royalty college baseball royalty there wanting to snap selfies and autographs and and cheering the guy and, and you know rooting for your team but also kind of rooting for him but on the opposite side you had LSU fans spending the weekend just taking every shot it seemed like they could at Paul Maneri, who the last decade and a half since he's, you know, 13 years, 12 years he's been at LSU, has a, almost the identical career in that time span as Mike Martin. Are, were you as confused at, as, at that as, as I was, uh, looking at it from the outside? Yeah, it's uh, – baseball uh, is just so different than the rest of the sports, like – you know, Bobby Bowden at Florida State would have never been greeted that way in the 80s and 90s. You know, football is there's they're thirsty for blood. Uh, it's kill them. Uh, every game is life and death. Baseball's got this friendly kind of thing going on where you know Stony Brook takes a victory lap after they beat LSU in a super regional, gets high five from fans and the the uh, the, uh, the fans tailgate and they cook for the opposing teams and coaches. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of thinking over the last couple of weeks about what it's like to be Coach Maneri, and I've kind of he, – he's got the most enviable, unenviable job in college baseball, and the fact that there's a great stadium, 
there's this great tradition. Um, you know, it recruits itself, people say. And then, you know, as I'm driving to the park, I hear uh, Coach, uh, the, the legend Skip Bertman on the radio saying, you know, all people remember as if you make it to Omaha or not. That's all they remember. And I'm like, wow, you know, to hear that. And, that, you know, Coach Bertman, for all he did, you know, is still in town and still kind of, uh, he's still there, you know, and that's kind of, and Coach Maneri does a great job dealing with it. That you have a great relationship, and I'm not saying Skip should go anywhere. I love Skip Bourbon, but, you know, when, when, the, when the legend is still in town and the, the teams are coming back for the five-year reunions, 10-year reunions, 15-year reunions of all those Bertman championships, that's a, that could be a tough thing to deal with. And I, I do think that Coach Maneri gets criticized for some of the decisions he makes. Do you have a better hitting coach, this and that. I mean, um, it's tough, and uh, it's a tough job to have. I think he's done a, a fantastic job. I wish you had maybe one or two more College World Series appearances and one more national championship. But, uh, you know, the guy's, what, third best uh, all-time active coaches in college baseball. He's already in the Hall of Fame. You know, uh, people are grumbling about him not making winning a national championship in 10 years. Mike Martin has never won one, period, in 40 so let's just you know kind of keep everything in perspective. <laughs> right. Uh, really quickly, only about a minute left, Jacques. Uh, what is the level of concern uh, with the NCAA announcing they are going to issue notices of violation to six schools, and then after that they got another group they're ready to issue? You know, I was at um, a charity event for the late Wade Sims on Sunday and uh, saw Will Wade there, uh, saw Johnny Jones there, uh, saw uh, all the LSU players that have – uh, elected to come back, uh, Emmett Williams, Javante Smart, uh, Marlon Taylor uh, were all there, and uh, they all seem happy and ready to move forward. Skyler Mays into this new season. There is kind of this feel like, okay, can we relax now? Is everything okay? There is kind of that awkward feeling still there. Now, I you know, was driving back from New Orleans today and heard about this report. I, I would uh, – I would be naive to think that LSU, that, that LSU people should think that, oh, there's no problem, and they, they, they may not be mentioned in these six. I don't know what's going to happen with that or not, but uh, you know we do know that the NCAA can move at a, at a snail's pace. I don't know how quickly they're going to work on this or whatever. We, LSU's got a new athletic director in Scott Woodward who has said repeatedly, we'll wait as our head coach till he's not, which is some people have said, well, that's an interesting way of putting that. So, I don't know what it all means, Seth. Um, I do know that, um, that that LSU basketball seemed like the Titanic was sinking not too long ago. The head coach wasn't there. The players were all leaving. They've, they've rounded all these people back up, and I think they'll have a, a top 15, top 10 team next year and have another great season. Um, now, how, will, how long will Wade is there, and, and how long does the NCAA leave LSU alone, or are there problems on the horizon? I, I really don't know. One of the most beloved guys in uh, television in this region, Jacques Doucet, sports anchor and reporter for WAFB Channel 9 over in Baton Rouge. And, of course, he's on Twitter, at Jacques Doucet. Jacques, really appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back with more, including an NBA Finals update here on The Last Lap.